This is a podcast version of our YouTube video. Make sure to subscribe to Oddspeedy on all platforms so you don't miss any content. Now on with the show. Hello guys and welcome to Odson Euro. We have Tom Rennie. How are you, Tom? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm really well. I'm really Good. well. <laughs> and I'm very happy to analyze my national team, of course, Croatia, yeah. Spain. We are going to analyze this game with Tom and, of course, with you. So feel free to leave a comment in the video to ask any question to Tom and you will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Novibet. And, of course, you can support us clicking the like button, subscribing to our channel and clicking on the bell to get all the notifications. So, Tom, mm. we have Spain-Croatia is not one of the best uh, last 16 games, but it's a good one. It's a balanced one, in my opinion, despite what the odds tell us. And actually, I'm so surprised to see these low odds for Spain, 1.65, Croatia 7.0, in my opinion. But you will mm. tell me, this is a balanced uh, game. Both teams uh, finish second. And the thing is that, in my opinion, we are seeing these two teams Growing in the tournament, for sure, Spain after that uh, victory against Slovakia, although the Slovakian team was that weak that I think we have to put this uh, yeah. also in consideration, whereas Croatia got a very important victory in Scotland against Scotland. I'd love to know if you celebrated that Dubravka own goal. Like, Did you celebrate it or did you just, you know, were you embarrassed I, for everybody? I did. I did Good. celebrate. Okay. You're a nasty person. We learn this about you here. <laughs> Good people would have been very unhappy for poor Martin. I mean, you are right. You're right about the Slovakia game. What did we learn about Spain in that Slovakia game? Nothing, really. Um, well, we know that maybe Spain should stop getting penalties, but we knew that going into that game. Anyway, the penalties are not Spain's friend. Um, thinking about Spain this morning, and I was surprised at the odds as well. They're like 1.5 to 2 to 1 uh, to beat Croatia, which is very low. It, it's not a tasty bet at all. I wouldn't go for it. Uh, but I was really interested. I was reading some papers about Germany a couple of days ago. And one of the headlines in Build about Germany and the group of death was, we are through, but why? And I kind of feel the same about Spain having watched their games. You know, the Sweden game in Seville was torturous for all of us to watch. Nothing really happened the entire game. Well, they have 85, 89% of the ball. It was, it was just terrible to watch. The Poland game was arduous and lumpen and slow, 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 you know, possession football. It was all the cliches about Spain that their winning side used to get thrown at them, as you'll know, that weren't actually true. You know, what's the point of football? If you're going to do this, yeah, we just won the World Cup, mate. You know, but now it was like, what was the point of this? We drew 1-1 with a poor Poland and 0-0 with a poor Sweden. And the Slovakia game... I think that everyone, apart from you, because you're nasty, but everyone's head dropped after the Dubravka own goal. And Slovakia were like, right, when's my flight? Can I go home now? Can I see the wife? I just want to leave. So we didn't earn a great deal. Look, they did play well, though, Spain. We've got to say that. They did play well. I think bringing Aspel Equator in makes a lot of sense. People here where I am in England have been a bit like, why is Aspel Equator not playing? The Champions League winning captain of Chelsea. Maybe their only undroppable player. And he's now in. That makes sense. The defence made sense to me. The back four made sense to me against Slovakia, though untested. Garcia and Laporte make sense. Aspen Equator at fullback makes sense. Busquets in front of them makes sense. Um, so watching that team, it was the most balanced, the most organised, the most understandable 
side that Spain have put together. But still, I would question where the goals are going to come from. Gerard Moreno's not done it. Alvaro Morata, people tell me he's good. I've never seen it, but people tell me he's good. He's played for all the best clubs. So, you know, must be good somewhere. But I think that penalty summed him up. And, you know, it's been horrible this week. All the, the threats he's got from, from whatever has been reported this week. And you don't want that from people. But there is a, a feeling of opinion, a groundswell of opinion, that Spain should be doing better than Alvaro Morata as your lead striker. Sadly, for Spain, there isn't anything there. So on Spain, there's not a great deal going through the market this morning on Oddspedia that's worth betting on, I would suggest. There's no real 75% possession bet you can go with. If you're looking for something, I'd be looking for not scoring in 90, Spain in extra time. You can get Spain in extra time at around 10 to 1, 11 to 1 this morning. Um, variable odds on that, but I'd be looking for a goalless after 90 and Spain to win late on. In terms of Croatia, who they face, um, they've been up and down. They've been very, very up and down in this tournament. As you know, they were in the same group as, as England. They were very poor at Wembley. They were very good against Scotland, I thought, on the last day in the Czech Republic game. They did very well to sort of stay in that game, if you like, because the Czechs outran them, as you'd expect from the Czechs. And, and Croatia just hung on in there. They hung on in there. They took their chance through Patrick Schick when they got it. Patrick Schick's played very well in this tournament so far. Probably been one of the the, the, the better performers of, of anyone out there. Um Look, I'd be looking at, I'd be looking at them to try and dominate the ball, but being unable to do so. I'd be looking at Luka Modric holding the ball in centre midfield and and just sort of, and just sort of trying to link the play. Declan Rice shut him down. Declan Rice shut him down superbly, superbly well at Wembley Stadium, but the Czechs couldn't do it and Scotland couldn't do it. Um, Ivan Perisic has played very, very well. I like the look of him, always that look of him. He's one of those guys like Andrei Yarmolenko or like Darius Vassell in the old days who just sort of does it for the international team and not regularly for his domestic teams. But he's a real talisman for this team. Um, so I would expect in this game that Spain will dominate the ball. Croatia will try and do that. Busquets will shut down Luka Modric. And I don't see it being particularly entertaining. I don't see it being particularly end-to-end. Looking at likely score lines, I'd be suggesting here that... Goal is draw after 90, one of them to win an extra time, under 1.5 for the winner. Tight, taut, not particularly great game. That's what I'd be looking at. There are two things, uh, Tom, because Spain, um, they face uh, three teams that they don't want the ball. Also, we've seen in the World Cup qualifiers against uh, Greece, for instance. So it's like 80% of possession, the other team. Just sit back, park the bus and uh, wait for their opportunity. I don't yeah. think Croatia will be doing that. As you said, it's a team that they try to get the possession. They have uh, Brozovic, they have Modric, they have quality in the midfield at least to try to do that. Mm. Although also we've been saying during the tournament that Croatia is lacking this uh, dynamism, this firepower also up front. Yes, they yeah. scored three goals against Scotland, but they look absolutely harmless, for instance, against England and not particularly dangerous also in the other game of the group against the Czechs. Yeah, the goals they've conceded aren't great. The Sterling goal England scored, not great. The penalty against the Czech Republic scored by Schick, not great. The, the McGregor goal that, that Scotland scored against them, not great defensively, allowing McGregor space and time on the edge to find the bottom corner. A poorly awarded penalty, but a, a poor defending nonetheless. And, and the Raheem Sterling goal, I don't think England were going to score if they played for another 20 years in that game, but they allowed Calvin Phillips to run through and, and set that goal up. So defensively, I'd have questions about Croatia. Um, 
bringing Lovren back in for uh, Trilletta Saar was a surprise in the second game. That'll probably continue with Lovren and Vida. Don't really see that in 2021 as being a particularly strong partnership. And up front, who is going to score this goal? I don't understand who is going to score for them. You know, is it going to be Andre Kramaric? Is it going to be Petkovic? Is it going to be Vlasic? Vlasic. You know, are they going to put him centre forward though? Probably. Probably got to play him centre forward with Perisic off him. But then what's the style of the goal? Like, if I always think about teams, what is your plan to score? And if the plan is cross it to Kiefer Moore up front for Wales and knock it down to Gareth Bale, get it, fine, got it. That's what you do. What did Croatia actually do to score a goal? I'm not 100% sure what the plans are. They scored great goals against Scotland. So if the plan is to score great goals, you know, it's worked for Switzerland, it's worked for Ukraine, maybe that's the plan. Get it to one of your better players, 25 yards out and find the top corner. Um, apart from that, I am not sure. But I think that they will just try and hold on, dig in. And if they can have a period of possession, if Spain allow them to have a period of possession, and that would be them giving it away, they'll need to take that chance when it comes. But I think this game is all about what Spain do. It's all about whether Spain have some cut and thrust to the way they play. And so far, despite scoring five in the last game, I've not seen it. I don't know if you've seen it. I'd mainly be expecting low scoring. Um, well, there are some things, actually, positive things about Spain. They are not scoring, as we saw, apart from the Slovakia's goalkeeper and everything that we saw, strange in that game. Um, they've shot uh, 19 shots on target. That's a lot. 209 attacking sequences. So it's a team that it's attacking. They are creating chances in all three games, especially against Slovakia, it's true, but against Sweden and against Poland, we created some chances, or they created uh, some chances, but it's true that, uh, of course, Gerard Moreno is not delivering. Morata, he looks, uh, he looks absolutely cursed, and uh, the, when he was coming out from the pitch, actually, the supporters have to clap him. It's like, guy, cheer up, because you are the only scorer we have. You have to go, you have to, go to Denmark and, and score goals for us. You cannot be doomed. Um, so he's not playing that bad. Actually, the problem is up front. And in the last game, there was an upgrade also. Uh, Sarabia played uh, quite good, mm. quite good, actually. And that was a good starting point. And I think you missed also another thing that Luis Enrique hasn't uh, decided yet to put, because the normal thing is to put Azpilicueta, as you said, as a right back and then move Marcos Llorente to the midfield and then you will also uh, gain goal because he's scored so many goals this year for Atletico de Madrid. This is also something that uh, Luis Enrique can try and also if you create that many chances like Spain is doing at one point there is some quality there. It's true that there is no Villa, there is no Fernando Torres but goals will come, I guess. Mm. Well, that's you speaking with your fingers crossed and I admire you for it. I just... I, I don't see that. I don't see goals will come. I, I admire your optimism. I love that Spanish optimism. There's a man who's lived through his side actually winning one of these tournaments. Um, what's happened to Gerard Moreno? I actually picked him pre-tournament as one of my, he's going to be a hit because Spain were obviously going to pass the ball well, going to create chances. Why has he struggled? Yeah, I don't have a, an answer to that. <laughs> Even missing a penalty. Then. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Everything about that team is built for him. Like everything about that team makes so much sense for him to pick the ball up in a drift away from that central area, cut in on that left foot, as we've seen all season, and, and, and do some damage. And it's not happening. You know, that 
And maybe it's because they made him do false nine a bit when he's not ready a false nine. And but then Sarabi is playing over there now. I, I don't know. I thought he was well, the players of the tournament. Even having Morata next to him could be a help, no? Morata is always playing better with a nine next to him. Hmm. Not so far, but I so think far. I think if you're looking at something to bet on here, post extra time, either way, and I would suggest tentatively Spain after extra time, nil-nil at full time is where I'd be looking. Low scoring, low scoring, low scoring. We have, uh, if we check the goals market, we have to check it, of course. Under two goals, uh, pays uh, 250. So we have a really good odds and we will win our bet if there is no goals, as you predict, if there is one goal. And if there are two goals, we get our money back. And then, Tom, I want to ask you, because the man on in the pitch, on the pitch with uh, more quality, is Luka Modric, of course. Mm. Croatia has the best player. And he's uh, showing his quality again after a very tough season with Real Madrid. He's played everything with Real Madrid and still we are at the end of June and he's still scoring. Now, actually, Luka Modric is both the youngest and the oldest uh, Croatian goal scorer in the Euro. He scored the goal with his uh, 35 uh, years, almost 36, uh, Luka Modric still showing the quality that lead Croatia to the final of the World Cup, actually. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty evident that watching the England game, England found a way to close down Luka Modric. Something they didn't do when they played each other in the World Cup three years ago. They found a way to, to close him down. What they did was get Declan Rice to basically follow him around, but follow him around 10 yards goal side of him and let Calvin Phillips tackle him. So it was a two-man job on one of the best players in the tournament, despite the age he's currently at. Now, no one else has done that for some reason. No one else saw the plan that worked and was like, we should do that on their best player. Uh, and Scotland certainly didn't try it. They tried to just like Scotland their way through with patriotism and power and it failed because, of course, it was going to fail. I, would, I wonder whether Spain are going to have a plan. I wonder if they are. I would suggest that Busquets will do what Declan Rice did and someone else will be there to, to put the tackle in. Maybe Coke tackles and Busquets tracks. I don't know, but I would have that plan in place. Because if you don't, Luka Modric can dictate any game for any team, anywhere. You know, everyone watching this now is a stunning, stunning footballer, even at this point where he doesn't quite have the legs, I don't think, to get through 90, let alone 120. He does raise his game for Croatia. Luckily for Croatia, his game is already pretty sky high. Um, so, yeah, look, I agree. If, if Croatia are to win, it'll be because Modric has a good game. If Modric does not have a good game, Croatia don't win. And... My feeling today, along with the bookies, is that Croatia don't win, but I wouldn't make Spain as big favourites as they seem to be. Hmm. And Shari also is saying that Spain will win easily this game against an old team. Like Croatia, he's more uh, optimistic. Actually, I'm optimistic with Spain. I've never been optimistic in this Euro, but I think uh, we are going to beat uh, Croatia and then uh, France will wait uh, for us in the quarterfinals yeah. to kick us out of the Euro. Uh, finally, I want to highlight also some good uh, odds that I'm finding, especially mm. for those who, of course, want to bet on Croatia because we find way better odds uh, for them. We have Asian Handicap plus uh, 0 0.5. So this is double chance for Croatia. Basically, if they win of 
if there is a draw, as you predict, actually, because we are talking about the 90 minutes, remember, mm -hmm. we have odds 2.48. This is quite good also. And if you think Croatia will win, uh, uh, Croatia is a handicap zero, for instance, if there is a draw, you get our money back. The odds are 5.0, so it's not that bad, mm. actually. And the last one we can also check is uh, Spain to win to nil. Why not? If uh, Croatia, they are struggling, having uh, firepower up from, as we uh, were saying, Spain to win to nil, odds are 2.45. Mm. So not that bad, although Spanish defense are not great also as we saw against Sweden or Poland every time there is um, danger they are all shaking they are quite young then Tom thanks for your tips thanks for giving Spain <laughs> yes Spain are going learned. to win I knew you'd be happy and for the next video I want you to have learned it's coming home but in Spanish okay that's your task I know it I know it the whole song the verse ah, no, no. I know that song. Not just the I sentence. That's far too easy. I want the whole song. Ah, right, right. Okay. I, homework. This is my homework then. <laughs> thanks, Tom. And thanks, everyone, as well, for being with us. Still, you can win a £10 free bet with NoviBet if you leave a comment. And press the like button if you enjoy our video. Subscribe to our channel. And click the bell to get notifications. See you very soon because just after this, we are going to analyze... The other quarter, the other last 16 game on Monday, France, Switzerland. See you.